Shut up, I love it. Give them a hand, an idle hand. This is Shut Up, I Love It. I am Joe Cabello. I am here with my co-host with the most, Sasha Filer. And I'm already disappointed because you gave away way more, Joe, than you should have about I know. I don't plan these things. I don't plan the opening. It just comes to me. And we are here because it's a show where we bring on a guest. Uh, parentheses S and parentheses <laughs> to talk about something that is unloved, reviled, misunderstood, mm-hmm. or anything forgotten in between. About. Forgotten, even mm-hmm. completely forgotten. Uh, so that's what we're doing today with two guests. Uh, we have two guests who I will share their connection last, but I want to say one of them is a writer, director, and producer, and current entertainment assistant hailing from Australia and Hong Kong. Wow. And one is an actor and entertainer from Wisconsin. Together, they form Ultron. No, but they do host a comedy film (laughs) podcast, Aged Like Milk, where they discuss films that have potentially gone bad over time in the mini-fridge of the mind. Their words, not mine. <laughs> Welcome, Paris Herbert Taylor and David William Rogers. Well, hi. Hello, thanks for having us. Welcome. Yeah, good to be here oh, with y'all. I'm so happy you both are here. This is four of us. And I want to get right away to the very topic of this podcast, get handsy with it, put my hands on it. What is this topic that we're going to talk about today? <laughs> We're talking about Idle Hands, 1999. It's a horror comedy film, um, and it's about a a slacker who uh, doesn't, you know, barely gets out of bed, and there's this killer on the loose, and his parents get murdered, and then it turns out that his hand is possessed, and it's his hand that's committing these murders, and he has to go... Right. Big time sports. I mean, it did come out in 1999, so you've had a minute to see it. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, he basically, yeah, his hand, like, betrays him and goes on this killing spree. Very very sad story. Very last uh, sad movie of basically 20th century. I don't know if they made any other movies after that. Yeah, Yeah. Hold the line. They were like, this is peak cinema, the end. I think think American Pie came a couple months after this, but... I mean, this one holds up a little bit. No, I'm just saying, like, they hit it, like, really, this is just such an incredible story that they were just, like, throw in the towel. There is no more movies to be had. They they took it out of the theaters because it was so good. Right. (laughs) Oh, really? So I, on purpose, didn't look up, like, the whole... I just know that there was a tremendous flop. So I'm already, like, offering you the reason why this movie is perfect topic for this podcast because it was a tremendous flop yeah so, but sony did pull it from theaters because of uh and this is going to go dark just like this movie is but um columbine happened like 10 days before there was a uh, yeah shooting so sony got some pressure no colorado theaters showed it um at all because of that and then eventually sony pulled it like nationally yeah, yeah. there's a long history of uh events like that destroying movies that are not related to a shooting at all but are just violent they were getting Mm -hmm. some pressure from uh you know people in the government too which yeah this movie really isn't Mm -hmm. anything compared to what that incident that happened so i think it's a little yeah i think it's a little unfair that uh that sony had to pull it yeah the same thing happened with the movie ginger snaps the werewolf movie i think it was columbine as well where they uh, they were they got financing and then pull, just pulled everything because Columbine mm-hmm. happened and uh, the that movie takes place directly in high school as well. Oh jeez! So they were like, oh no! Oh. So very yeah. unfortunate. It's uh, yeah. Thanks for bringing the mood down. Listen, I, I mean, I like to bring a little facts. <laughs> it does not exist in a vacuum. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of emotions to manage here between the four of us. We're all in a different place. We're gonna all come together. As a mega Ultron. <laughs> but we are, yeah, Ultron had five, so maybe someone <laughs> will surprise us. Uh, I think that does answer the question of why you brought this on, but I want to hear in you, both your words, why was this 
why did you bring this as a topic? What category does this fall into? I'm going to just say, for me, 90s culture, right? Um, if you look at just every character in this movie, a lot of the actors in this movie, and the timeline, um, like other things that came out. You know, you had Urban Legend in, uh, I think, 98, I Know What You Did Last Summer, um, Can't Hardly Wait, which uh, Seth was in. Um, and it's oh, just kind of, you know, like... I, the show. Yeah, I picture... Really? <laughs> I picture, like, you know... People wearing, uh, you know, khakis and like sweater, like longer, thinner sweaters and like shell necklaces kind of because that's kind of what I remember in the later 90s. And you see like the portrayal in a lot of these films. Um, And I think this is kind of like a cross between, you know, like I know what you did last summer, Urban Legend and, you know, like a funnier movie Um, because there are a lot of things I laugh at while watching this. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, you guys should know this. I hate horror movies, like with Whoa, a passion. Okay. I know it's so bad. I have seen very few horror movies because I'm such a wuss and I have such an active imagination that like I literally like could see this movie and be like, oh, my God, a hand is going to kill me, which is <laughs> stupid. But like, you know, that's how active my imagination is. But I saw it for the first time in October of 2020, I went to a cabin in Big Bear with some friends. Um, David was there, although he missed the night we watched this movie. Mm-hmm. And I was under the influence of some substances. Hey. And I I laughed hysterically through this movie. Me and my friend, uh, uh, David and I have a friend named Wes. We shout sat out. together on these, shout out. We sat together on these beanbag chairs and I just cried with laughing, like just cried the whole way through laughing. Um, I wasn't scared, even though I was in a cabin in the woods. I thought it was so funny that like so many parts of this movie get like they just accept the world like there's a zomb- there's zombies walking around and all this mm. shit. And um, yeah, I was able to get through it. And I've had kind of a love of this movie ever since. I think everything that David said, it encapsulates 90s culture. It's so ridiculous and over the top. And it's a fun watch. Like, I think people should watch it. It's silly. Now, just to go back for a second, this podcast has Shut Up, I Love It, the one we're on Mm -hmm. together at this moment, y'all listening to it, (laughs) um, is very, um, you know, open-minded about certain substances, psychedelics, very (laughs) favorite topic of this podcast, keeps coming back like a red thread through all the episodes. <laughs> so what substances, if that's okay to ask? Paris, well, I am going to plead the fifth because I'm not an American citizen. And when I do go for my interviews, you know, yes. obviously I've never done anything, but it was, it, yeah, there are certain things that you can yeah. uh, play with that make this movie hysterical. And I'm sure yeah. you can guess what they are, I would, but I'd say I, it's a f- uh, like the Mario brothers are fans of them. Yeah, I would say those substances that we're not naming would make this movie freaking scary. I guess it depends on the amount. No, see, you would think that, but I, I, again, like, maybe it depends where you're at in, like, your journey. In a a cabin in the woods. Right, but when I'm with with my friends and I'm laughing and, like, it's so crazy and silly, like, you know, this is what I miss about movie theaters Mm -hmm. is that when you see a movie at home by yourself, it's a completely different experience than watching it with a group of friends or watching it in a cinema and Mm -hmm. reacting together. So I think where I was at, like, with a group of people and, like, it's late and we've been drinking and it's, like, silly – it just made this movie so, so fun. And like, immediately I was like, mm-hmm. I love it. It was, we had a VHS. There was no mm. DVDs up oh, the yeah, cabin. Yeah. It was, we had a wall of VHSs oh. and, and someone grabbed it and was like, have you seen this? And I was like, I hate horror movies. I'm like, please just watch it. And from the moment it started, I was like, this movie is blowing my mind. So. Yeah, th- it doesn't even come in a regular cardboard sleeve. It comes in a Jinko jean pocket. <laughs> it so reeks of the 90s. Of the 90s, yeah. Right. <laughs> and I, I do think it does sit along with a lot of those movies you listed, David, where um, they were very 90s. And I think for a long time, people looked at those movies as kind of the the trash byproduct of the 90s cinema. And I feel now people are finally coming around to those uh, movies from that era a bit and appreciating them, but they still really reek of that 90s feeling like you're talking about. I mean, have you been to like a 90s bar crawl? You know, people dress up from like TV shows, movies uh, in the 90s. This is back when, you know, you could go to bars. Um, <laughs> and in it's the just, before times. Yeah, before you know, times. and you listen to music that you, you might not have listened to in high school or in the 90s. And it's like kind of same thing, kind of like trashy 90s stuff. But you just love it because it's 
uh, you know, it's reminiscent of, of those times. And I was in high school in the 90s, like when all these movies came out. So I just think I just think it's funny that like it's enough time has passed now that we're like nostalgic for this period. Whereas like, you know, 10 years ago, we looked back on the fashion and the culture and we were just like, oh, what were we thinking? But yeah. like now enough of a buffer has happened where we're like, oh, my God, this is so fun. Let's yeah. do a, cr- a pub crawl about it. Yeah. You know? Even like some of the styles are have come back with like yeah. low rise jeans and things. Yeah. I forgot what's the rule for fashion. How it's long? Like Twenty it is, years or something like that. Years, I thought it was thirty. I thought it was thirty. Oh. Yeah. But like 20, yeah, when things rotate and come back to exactly mm-hmm. like the low cut right. I'm not going back to low rise jeans. Like there's yeah. a lot of debate <laughs> online. Yeah. I'm not doing it. No. I like the high waisted. It's it covers yeah. a multitude of sins. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I've been asked not to go back to low rise jeans yeah. by many <laughs> that's people. A, that's a good call. I reckon. What about yeah. some jinkos? You're gonna get some jinkos, Joe? <laughs> oh yeah, the jinkos got to get those. You could fit a whole two liter bottle in your back pocket. Yeah, I had those like khaki ones with a kangaroo was sticking out of the back, and we just used oh. to steal zebra cakes like in the lunch line. My friend would just drop zebra <laughs> cakes in my pockets. <laughs> we just walk off. See, I don't know. I don't know what a lot of these things are and Sasha I'm curious like you know I didn't go to high school in America I don't know when you came you said you're from Serbia originally like so a lot of the stuff that I saw in this movie I think was really fun for me like you know the Halloween stuff and the dances like and that's another part of the film that I love because the culture was so different for those me those movies like, is what I blame to interrupt sorry to interrupt you but like no. those movies they are to blame for what I thought of America when I was <laughs> same. Myself. same I was like uh. where are all the parties there were all the people are drinking and partying and just like crazy happy there's money everywhere like where why is this not <laughs> yeah. happening to me in New York by myself right. um, yeah and the, that, so that's one of those movies that I did not see just to Reiterate, I've never heard of this movie. It's the first time I saw it was yesterday slash today. And um, I'm oh, actually wow. happy I got to be familiar with it. I yeah. didn't know Seth Green is a shout out to Seth Green. Yeah. Seth Green, um, real big yeah. friend of the show. Yeah. Seth uh, Green, I know. Seth Seth yeah. Green, like, if you see Seth Green in a movie, you're like, this movie's from the 90s. Like, Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, well, like, and, like, uh, you know, Seth Green is a good dude. Uh, I worked with him, and oh. he is he's great. Like, he's, he's a cool dude. And I was, like, again, like, I was actually shocked. I, like, told my husband, I'm like, dude, his acting is really good in this I film. was just like, going to say, in yeah. every... killing yeah. it. Everything he does, yeah. I feel like every scene he's in in any movie, um, like this, Can't Hardly Wait, um, Austin Powers, he carries those scenes. Oh, my God. For me, he most of the so time. Funny. That's what I'm saying. He's and it's like I'm watching this, and like he's doing his lines, and he's doing like some you know, some funny mannerisms, and I'm just literally just drawn to him, just like yeah. geeking out. He yeah. Does, he does have that presence. It's interesting. Even in person, he's like the shortest guy in the room, but like he has a <laughs> presence of somebody so enigmatic that you'd be yeah. like, I'm just like, like, he was talking to us about some tires on his Tesla. And for some reason, we're li- listening about tires on his Tesla. I remember for 40 minutes and it was still entertaining. <laughs> That's like a quality of a movie star. And, <laughs> you know, sure. and not like I'm a huge, I was even a huge fan of his, but like, I, I just, it, it, it's there. It shows in this film because just his those manner, little reactions he makes yeah. between, <laughs> between mm-hmm. the dudes. It's very, it's very good. His, his mannerisms, like he said, the delivery. And then like, you know, he walks around for half of the movie with like a fake bottle oh, sticking out of his head. And it's getting so that good. Done every morning, that makeup. Like, that oh, was yeah. a pain in the ass and, for him. And you do notice early on when he's first uh, resuscitated, he's, his skin is really green, lips are blue. And then mm-hmm. they totally like... They, they just like give uh, up on they it. They give right? up yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah, like, yeah. All right, we don't want to do that every day, but we got the effect of the first. <laughs> Correct. Scene. You're right, because there was there was like little tiny veins, like yeah. it was really interesting on the face, right? And then it just became like, no, we just got to put some like powder on him. Yeah. He looked almost he looked almost gray <laughs> in some of the earlier yeah. scenes, and then like That's when true. he gets his when um when Anton gets like smashed mm-hmm. by the or actually um they like kill the hand with the sword uh Vivica Fox does and it like blows up and then Seth's like wait a minute there's no explosions or hellfire or anything like that mm-hmm. and like he looks they both look a little hip Mick and Peanut look like <laughs> I thought their color was coming back and I hadn't seen it in a while and I was like wait do they like Me too. become human I was again like, is this yeah. when yeah. he becomes human again yeah. that's what made it's just lazy <laughs> makeup <laughs> yeah. I guess that's all like, it is, hey, just go get in the scene like Let's, let's uh, shoot this thing. 
<laughs> Dear listeners, uh, yeah. if you haven't noticed, we're not going to go throughout the whole plot of this movie. We're just going to jump around. We do, I, I feel like I... I hate when we go through the whole plot of the movie. Me too. To be honest. Those days are I gone. I don't think we should Those ever days do are gone. But <laughs> it's one of those movies that I, I would say right away, I think y'all should watch it. Like, I think, mm-hmm. like, I recommend this movie. We'll get to how much I recommend it. <laughs> yeah. But I really think it was a fun ride. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, it was a fun ride from beginning to the end and I on purpose didn't read even like the synopsis before I started watching I was just like I'm just gonna watch like not knowing anything I love it's for free yeah exactly I do that all the time yeah, yeah I, that's my favorite yeah, no I like to I like to do that just yeah. jump in yeah, yeah I usually don't yeah. This was a new one for me. Well, did you know? T- mm-hmm. Did you guys know that this only has a fifteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes? Yes. So some people might not be, you know, down to watch it. But I think it's like one of those movies that, like, the critics panned, but audiences like secretly yeah. love. Because I think only it, fifty yeah, some. That's so crazy. I think only like 53, 55 oh, people did um, did reviews, and that's what they base it off. So that's not many people mm. reviewing this, you know. So right. Yeah, and you see a lot of that, like, um, older movies that were pulled, like you said, like, mm-hmm. wasn't even out there. Um, they're not giving it the time of day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, like you, David, I saw this when it came out because Ooh. Jessica Alba. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. Can we talk about Jessica Alba? I mean, so wow. good we, we okay. definitely should. Joe, Denise Richards or Jessica Alba of this era? Which one? Would you? Oh my God! Well, to be <laughs> honest, it's not comparable because we really like it's uh, Jessica Alba of this era or Denise Richards of uh, Tawny and the T Rex era. Okay. Or Tammy and the T Rex era. I think I that's more know. congruent. Yeah. But that's just getting in the weeds. <laughs> um, it's but not going to get us in any good place. It's yeah. too difficult to say. But I watched it when it came out for that reason, and I remember mm-hmm. enjoying Were you, like, this. Two movie. years old. I, yeah, I was two and a half. You had uh, a little erect penis already yeah, back then. And it, I still do. <laughs> I still do. And I, yeah, I remember um, enjoying it, but it's been so long. And obviously reviews haven't been kind to it. You look back now, nobody nobody really talks about it too much. Uh, just That's why in I never some heard of it. Just in horror circles. Um, so I was like, ooh, I wonder if this is going to not hold up as I rewatch it and I'll see how much I remember. I remembered se- like uh, Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen, <laughs> Seth Green. <laughs> I, I Every time right I want to say Seth Green in my mind, I have to remind myself why I'm not talking about Seth Rogen. Yeah. I mean, Seth Ro- my mouth. if Seth yeah. Rogen was in this movie, that would have been also amazing because like, <laughs> I just could totally picture it. Yeah. He would, he would fit. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I was shocked how much the intro scene is horror. Like, it, I I thought it was Classic. more straight-up horror comedy, leaning more into the comedy. But, yeah, that first scene is, I was like, wait, when are... Just is the fact that Fred Willard that is there is the joke. Yeah. Uh, there's the <laughs> yeah. other joke. I love him so <laughs> much. So good. And uh, R.I.P. And uh, so I was, I thought this was like a really great movie on the rewatch. So, so you haven't seen it in 22 years? Yeah, I haven't seen it Ooh. again since, since that first time. Wow. And I will say as well, like as someone that is a total wuss when it comes to horror films, like I think even if you have an active imagination and you're scared, like you could get through this movie. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's scary in parts, but it's also like the amount of blood and like the stuff that happens to them. Like spoiler alert, he cuts off his own hand and they fucking microwave it. It's so gross yeah, and hilarious. Like you just, I would say it's more gross d- than like gory, right? Scary. Like he, uh, oh, peanut yeah. eats that burrito and it's like leaking through his like Ugh. neck. That was disgusting. But as far as like being, you know, dramatic or whatever dude loses his parents and he's like mom dad <laughs> he's oh, like they're, they're so fucking good. dead and he just goes shot. sits on the couch <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I do have a, a gripe with this movie a big one mm. that doesn't bother me from watching it but i think it's like probably the most uh valid criticism I, I th- I jessica alba did not it. take her top off <laughs> Somebody else did. It's a good butt shot, didn't. though. I don't want to perv out. That's true. Too the nice butt shot. Yeah. Just a little bit of perving out, <laughs> but it does involve Jessica Alba and how you have this loser, stinky guy, yeah. covered in blood, and he can get her right away. Yeah, right away. She There's, has it, sex with him that night. It's really strange how she 
it's it's like the big the big suspended disbelief moment in the in the movie. It's like we're gonna we can believe the hand and everything else yeah. in the genre because the genre is just. Uh, you know parameters but like the fact that she just falls for him inexplicably mm-hmm. be- even though while he's having like a breakdown where his own hand is attacking him and the fact that she doesn't <laughs> seem to notice or care that he's that his hand is like ha- yeah. yeah i think she would notice she like i think it, she would though. notice he he grabs yeah. her butt and she said i didn't think you had the balls to do that so maybe like in some world the hand thing is his <laughs> confidence come boiling up and it's Ooh. like, you know, it is time to be, to, to do something with my life. You know, P-Nub and Mick are right. Yeah, kill people. Yeah, right? well, maybe not kill <laughs> people, it. but, you know, get out in the world. <laughs> see what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, there is that level. It does make sense in that she likes the aggression. But, like, oh, this is a guy she's known her whole life. Yeah. He's never talked mm-hmm. to her. Been weird. Um, <laughs> what, what do you guys think about that? Especially in this era we live in where people are more uh, cognizant of the Grabbing uh, butts. female roles. And, like, ha- giving them agency and whatnot. I don't think the female role... I mean, so our, our podcast is Aged Like Milk, and we always talk about, like, the representation of women and, like, the diversity that we have in films. And, yeah, I mean, Jessica Alba doesn't have a huge amount of character development in this. She's definitely, you know, more of, like, a an, a prop to the story than, like, having her own journey. But the argument could be made that she does become very independent at the end. You know, she saves or she doesn't save Tanya. <laughs> Sorry. She almost saves Tanya. She saves herself, you know. But I do think, like, it has that classic trope before we were aware of giving women their own journeys that, like, thank God the man swooped in and saved the day at the end. Yeah, but and I think there's still a lot of, lot of writers, directors who don't know that, that it, that's over. <laughs> And what's your both of your opinion on that with movies? Obviously, you have to get past to that if you're doing aged like milk movies. Is it oh, just take them? You have to take them for what they are, or and that's how you enter the movie. Or does it bother you at times when you see, you know, either, whether it's uh, sexism, racism, any of those things? What's how do you handle that? Yeah, I mean, we, we we get into all that, so we don't talk about anything prior. Like, we just pick a movie, and we all take our we take our notes, and then we jump in, and we, like, pick topics that we're going to discuss, and we just get into it. And a lot of the times, you know, she'll say a movie aged, I'll say it didn't, and vice versa. So, like, with it comes to, like, and then, you know, we'll say, like, okay, this little part of it aged. So, you know, if I was doing uh, Idle Hands, I would say, yeah, probably having this thing grab her butt like in the first encounter with her probably would age a little bit but like on the whole of the movie and I would speak to how she you know she repelled down that rope she had the courage the confidence to do that and she was telling her friend come on like put the rope down for and then her friend gets herself killed um but you know so I wouldn't say it really aged like aged that bad but you know they were calling I think somebody calls somebody the f word you know like other you know uh, yeah, derogatory game exactly in, in the 90s yes th- yeah so like anytime like that stuff comes up i i always say you can have a joke and you can put somebody down like in that scene without being like derogatory right you got your there's a lot of funny people in the world a lot of funny writers a lot of talented writers you don't really need that word anymore or like you know there's a, a handful of words like if you're hurting a group of people it probably shouldn't be in the movie anymore and you and especially in a scene where you don't need it so that's kind of the stuff we like discuss but on the whole you know like i may say like yeah that little part age but on the whole like i you know i really care about this movie stuff like that yeah, yeah. you're able to separate it how it's- about you paris well, it's the same, I think, with diversity and, you know, racism. You sort of touched on racism that, you know, David and I ha- come from different backgrounds. We kind of represent different minority groups. And it's like, it's interesting, like, what jumps out at you. And I think we are so much more cognizant in 2021 about representation and how we treat our female characters. And, you know, what does the does the the group, the cast, you know, represent what actually America looks like now, if it's set in America. So I'm with David. I do think sometimes we have to look at it in the world it exists in, but I also, we don't shy away from jumping in and being like, that's fucked up or this is stupid or like, yeah, exactly. Like David said, like we didn't need to use that word, which is offensive now, but again, like you kind of have to look back and say like, yeah, in the nineties, people were walking around being like, that's gay. This is gay. And that's not cool. And people are doing that like five years ago. I think 
this is gay. That was still acceptable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, growing up, like, a couple older brothers hanging out with the other guy friends, and it wasn't like, you didn't even think about it was could hurt someone's feelings. It was just it, that went right. stupid or dumb. You know, oh, that's good. You know, and you kind of shrug it off. But then people start speaking, and it's like, actually, you're putting this whole group down. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, I'm not going to use that word anymore. You know what I mean? Like, but so we, we got to when people tell us that something upsets them, you got to take it in and listen and say, okay, well, yeah, I don't, I don't need to use that word or that term anymore because this is upsetting a group of people. Right. And I think we also talk about how like, um, things shift, you know, like we want to see more non-binary characters these days. We want to see more trans representation. So it's like in the nineties, that wasn't necessarily something that people even thought of. You've, you had, people's identities as like a punchline as a joke right so i think that's something to be conscious of and as fun as a movie can be like it's important to call it out and if you are watching it with young people be like let's talk about it like let's (laughs) why was that not working yeah and we could love it love the movie and still talk about that Mm -hmm. part of it and be like that was shitty though um, sounds like you guys are on that, that page, which I yeah, also yeah. Um, summarize the serious uh, edition of Shut Up, I Love It. <laughs> we are not canceling idle hands. <laughs> we are not canceling no. idle hands. We're yeah. here to talk about also, except that they're using F and R words, yeah. how freaking hilarious it is. Exactly. Like, it's still it is genuinely funny. good. And I think it gets away with so much from like no character really makes sense. You know, like right. you had mentioned. <laughs> They're not caring about the parents dying. <laughs> right. Throwing... It's over the top. They kind of yeah. like get away with a lot because it's like, this is all ridiculous. Yeah. yeah everybody's an idiot pretty right. much in this. Ricky not Martin's just, just in Galba. this movie. Oh. Is he? Yeah. I didn't notice. His, he doesn't have any uh, lines. They cut his lines, but Ricky Martin worked at that burger stand, uh, that oh. burger restaurant where the twins got killed. Yeah, oh, he's in, he's like in a little snippet, uh, which well, I think that scene was hilarious too. And he's like throwing food out oh, the window. Well, like, at the Burger Jungle? Yeah, at Burger Jungle. Yeah. And just to mention another big deal for Shut Up, I Love It. What a cameo. The Offspring. Yeah. I was going to say. Oh, yeah. With <laughs> the very leader, uh, Dexter Holland. Episode 23 yeah. of Shut Up, I Love It, featuring, starring Scott Tamil. Definitely fan of the show. Oh, nice. What a treat. You go, you listen, you enjoy. <laughs> but yeah, the offspring has this very special heart, like place in our He even gets his head I mean, chopped. Yeah. I mean, talk about 90s. Like the offspring yeah. soundtrack is just like so that nice. sound. Yeah. Um, so hair. good. It's the, the final bow on this present <laughs> of the 90s. That, is that gets sculpted off. Yeah, it yeah. gets literally that bow gets torn off the head. I did want to I did want to mention something else that was absolutely hilarious. The the actor who did the hand for this movie mm. also um, did the hand acting in the Adams family in yeah. 1991. Oh, Christopher, well, who else do you call? Christopher, Christopher Hart. Hart. Yeah, mm-hmm. Adams yeah, and Adams family values. Who else do you call? If that guy <laughs> didn't get the call, he sees that movie come out. He's like, "What the fuck? What the, you, who what? did you get?" And you know he he read what? that script and he he saw that truck scene where those couple in the kiss makeup mm-hmm. were making out and he's like oh yeah i'm in yeah <laughs> and yeah. because with the, with the boobies yeah, he's like no oh, uh, yeah. double d's and there's a third hand really caressing them so Chris, i use kind a of stunt double for this no 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 i'll do it i'll do it hands fine he's like you don't understand uh, the intricacies of my yeah movies. this is yeah. a character actually i did watch the making of and he's oh. a very interesting character and he was talking about how thing was like more jumpy and more animated and in this one he was showing it's more creepy and he was really acting with his hand like it was impressive Mm. but i wanted to say i wanted to say i checked his imdb Mm. and he hasn't worked since this movie so i guess he's just coasting on that hand money yeah i'm sure he's doing so well hand model they're a different breed what yeah. happens when one of your hands is like a Hollywood star? Do you like what happens to the other hand? You put it inside a glass case, like in <laughs> right. Zoolander. And then what do you do with the third? With the second one, third? You, you the use third it hand? to bolt stuff hand. down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. So uh, you just the, like those ladies with long nails in the mm-hmm. Guinness Book of Records? <laughs> and the curls, clickety clack. Those are horrible. Those those should belong in this movie. They're so horrible. <laughs> those are shut up. I hate it. Uh, yeah. shut up. I hate it. Of our podcast. Um, and wow. not just the. We should shout out Devin Sawa because the mm-hmm. hand, his body acting is great. His physical yeah. acting, totally. No doubt, he was a hot commodity at the time. Mm-hmm. But I, 
I can't imagine there were a ton of other hot commodities that would have pulled it off. Yeah, he looked. Was, he looked amazing. Yeah. Is that like his clown training of some sort? I don't know. I'm just, you know, like, it was so how good. do you do that? Because like that's pulling pretty away great. And, that's pretty yeah, great physical back. comedy. Yeah. It's yeah. really hard to do all that to act while you're having this other thing act on its own. Right. Mm-hmm. Reacting to that. Exactly. Because he's emotionally, he's in this place like he wants to hook, get hooked up with Jessica Alba. <laughs> and then at the same time, his hand is attacking him. So that's like a lot to deal with. Yeah. He essentially he was playing two characters, mm-hmm. you know, he was playing yeah. himself and then from the shoulder down he was playing a murderer. So not many actors can say that, like, oh I had two roles that I played simultaneously yeah. in this movie. You got two checks. I, I thought yeah. it was funny how like okay, so the <laughs> like the twins die. Right, and a couple mm-hmm. other people in town mm-hmm. die because there's a murder on the loose. So is he just getting dragged around in his sleep by his hand? Must be. Like I think that would be. Uh, like, oh, I think it was the it demon jumps to him later, right? Yeah, it, it's because the demon jumps to the laziest, to the laziest person. person. In town, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And that's when he smoked the like the nut, says the nutmeg. Said that. Yeah, I think that I think she says that, and and he was the laziest person. So, but he definitely killed his own parents mm-hmm. because remember when he his shirt gets ripped and mm-hmm. then his hand has like the fluorescent the paint on it. But so you're right, David. There would have been a world in which he was like asleep, and I guess his hand was leading yeah. him. That would have been fun to see. Yeah. <laughs> ah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So the other couple of characters I definitely wanted to mention was the the lady, the druid lady, who mm-hmm. is um, Vivica Fox. She yeah. She's like the superhero of this uh, because there's not a lot of character development either here. Like you just she's like she almost has her own movie that we have mm-hmm. we, we didn't get to see it. Oh yeah. How did you guys feel about that? Normally, like, you get someone given the details earlier on in the movie. This is, like, three quarters in, and Vivica Fox is like, they're demons, and it's going to take one of them down at midnight. And and then uh, Anton's... Yeah, I thought thought it was okay. Uh, It's a twist. It's another twist. It's another twist. And she's, you know, but that's funny as well what you were saying, Sasha. Like, we really don't get her backstory. I think she says one time, she says, I come from a long line of druid priestesses. And then she moves on, and it's like, but we're trusting that she's the, you know, the authority on this hand That's issue. funny. She doesn't look Druish. So. Uh, that's from Spaceballs. Space space <laughs> the second character worth mentioning is the dog. Whatever happened to him afterwards? Because the dog is ever present in just a few scenes in the beginning. Like, he's very sweet. Which was funny. I bet they like, killed yeah. it and then it didn't test well. Uh, <laughs> Probably. It never does. I mean, they never throw the cat. Never all animals. Yeah, they threw the cat, they Bones. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, oh, Bonesy. Yeah. Yeah. They do. They mean. do kill the cat. And again, my advice always to my writing students and everybody else in the world: don't kill your animals. I don't think they script. Nobody the wants to see it. Did they kill no, the, the cat? cat yeah, they live. just. They, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just chucked it across he, the street. He, he helicoptered <laughs> it into the air. Just helicoptered yeah. the shit out of it, and boom. So maybe just one life yeah. was gone from the cat. Yeah, it's got to be that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and the uh, well, the, the cat got a couple of good shots though, like him just eating on that sucking, uh, licking on that eyeball. It was great. Uh, it was great. It was a really nice, um, uh, like a the um, effects, like really nice effects. In this movie, that are obviously real effects. Uh, in I forgot the word. I can't the remember. Practical, practical effects. Yeah. They're really nice. Yeah. I mean, just the eyeball, like really solid. Like you still see, like the tone of the sh- uh, the movie is heightened. So you still like the eyeball. Of course, looks a little fake, but it's just like enough to still keep you kind of scared mm-hmm. at the same time as yeah. you know excited. I don't know. I usually actually don't love horror comedies. Like it's not like necessarily my bread and butter that I go to. I love comedies and I love horror. Yeah. Together, I'm like, mm, I, I don't know what to feel. Same. <laughs> you but know? you think they blended know. this one pretty well? Blended well. Yeah. Nice blending for me. What other movies? That's what I'm kind of thinking. Like th- this is kind of in, in its own lane. I'm kind of thinking of other like murder, like mm. horror comedies. The only one I can think of is this movie called Thanks Killing. 
and it's this turkey uh, that's just <laughs> killing a bunch of people this talking turkey and it's it's funny. pretty funny like yeah, you guys check it out <laughs> i'm thinking final destination like the whole you think uh, that's a that's comedy that. though comedy though yeah. that's that a straight that. horror yeah that scared the shit out of me as a kid i thought my head was gonna get chopped off in an elevator like, for sure i won't drive pat behind trucks movie? anymore scary well, sc- scary movie is well, yeah, just scary straight comedy. comedy yeah it's a parody it's not even a horror <laughs> i think uh i wouldn't even say that's that why. but it's still like cousins all those mentioned above mentioned by me uh, examples they're all cousins like it's just like how much mixture how much do you put of like Dash the blue this, and yeah. the yellow to make the green it's like how you know which yeah. way is it gonna go I um, do think it is hard to have a horror comedy breakthrough though for the mainstream because as mm-hmm. funny as it is you're gonna get so many people who don't like that iconography and like any thing related to that yeah. explain iconography horror, like the comedy, blood yeah. the skeletons oh, yeah. the mm-hmm. whatever demons knives oh my all those <laughs> they don't things get scared. they don't want to get scared yeah so i think it's hard to break through and this was i like pushed as more of a mainstream release versus Ooh, i thought of one mm. uh what we do in the shadows the original the movie yeah. with uh yes. ytt would that be considered like a horror comedy i think more com- horror more comedy but i think it it probably fits in there but i think that's we've evolved now that i think we're see a lot of that more mm-hmm. because um releases can reach a niche audience while still being pretty big versus mm-hmm. nine uh, 1999 releasing this movie as a big release and it's just nobody understands it because even it would take years later for indie movies like tucker and dale versus evil mm-hmm. to start coming out and people being like oh yeah we like seeing that we have all these horror people who watch 80s horror movies to laugh yeah. even though they're not funny mm-hmm. now we get to see the blood and goofy violence and mm-hmm. laugh so I think by the time you get to um, what, is it, what we do in the shadows, you really have an evolved audience. 1999, this I Not think so people much. were just like, "What the fuck?" That's a good way to put mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and consider, and it also had all these heartthrobs at the time. Oh. So people were like, "Do we like Ricky Martin? How do we feel about it?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. I loved that they we mentioned it before, but they definitely had to have the boobies in this. It was like, oh, that's some Yeah, that's some, yeah I, mean, I appreciated I, it. Yeah, I, I'm okay <laughs> with it. It was a nice surprise. You know, it was, it was a, a like a body. weird, pleasant. Yeah. Okay. Well, because um, I watch uh, a lot of the '80s horror and like '70s horror, and there's a lot more boobs, and right. I always yell "puppies," <laughs> uh, living with my fiance, and she hears it, so that Congrats, got to happen. Oh, thank Congrats. you. Um. Yeah. No. And I, it's. It's like a better made trauma movie, I just realized, with bigger budget. <laughs> That's yeah. another way to like look at it. Because trauma movies are just such, you know, practical effects, huge trash. You know, you know guys what I'm talking about? The yeah. trauma movies, yeah. Um, I actually met the like the guy behind it all. Uh, we worked with him I've worked with him on a short film. Um, I can't remember Lloyd. his name. Lloyd. Lloyd Kaufman. Shout out. Fan of the show. Yeah, Lloyd <laughs> Kaufman um, Mania. What a creep. Uh, super a creepy. Creep. But like a whole, um, I don't know, brand, a whole brand. Uh, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, this, this movie was made to make money. They thought mm-hmm. they were going to make money with this movie. This was not a small, like, you know, they, they got, they gave a really nice, interesting part to Seth Green. Um, you know, Devin Ricky Martin. Sawa. Ricky Martin. Yeah, yeah Ricky they, Martin. They cut his. We lines. got Ricky Martin for ten minutes. <laughs> I think that's why he. I think that's why I bombed because they cut his lines. He, he had a couple lines as an extra, right. and they cut it. But I mean, yeah, yeah we just will never and know. And that dog never showed up. Yeah, <laughs> you got to keep the pups in there. Both puppies. <laughs> Joe's, Joe's favorite puppies and both the pup puppies. puppies. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, and then. Didn't he do, uh, what's the movie we were just talking about? Where Final, Final Destination. Destination, like yeah. right after this, right? Like 2000, oh. 2001. He's an icon. Well, is there anything else we should talk about before we get into my favorite part of Shut Up, I Love It? The ratings. <laughs> well, this was shot in LA. Mm. Um, I did go on the Set Jetta website and find where this was all shot. The uh, Devin Sawa's house, uh, what's his name, the character? It is Anton. Anton, mm, Anton, Anton right classic name. Russian name, Anton. Yeah. Anton's house is in Pasadena, mm, the actual close. house. Um, you can, yeah, you can kind of tell it's got like that I might vibes. Live there. Yeah, do you live in that house? Oh my god, is it... lake off, off of lake, right? Yeah, it close. was. Uh... I'll go visit it. 
Yeah. And then the school was Susan Miller Dorsey High School, which I don't know exactly where that is, but it's someone in LA. Someone in LA is like, oh my God, that's where I went. And that's where they shot this movie. I just always think it's interesting to see the locations because it's such a huge part of, of the film. And I think everything location wise in this movie was so perfect so yeah mm-hmm. shout out to all the locations people shout um, out to your location scouts to your gaffers to mm-hmm. your um uh best boys and second mm-hmm. acs i'm, I'm mm-hmm. just shouting out to all the little crew people <laughs> never get you know mentioned all of them all the of set it. dresses the, set the production dre- design oh. love it yeah but good production design by the way seriously mm-hmm. though mm-hmm. yeah Big david time. is there anything else we're um needs to be mentioned before we dive into the, no, the very analysis let's of this film. dive in mm-hmm. all right Joe. so let me explain this rating system we're gonna rate this movie from zero to ten and using something as a reference now that could be something like a similar movie such as what we do in the shadows and you can give that a seven even you don't have to give that a ten or whatever or you could even say chocolate chip cookies don't I do give that. a 10. He always wants, Joe always wants <laughs> Well, I to want it. creativity to blossom. Bad if, idea. <laughs> I want to give it room to be creative. Um, I think for ba- a bad movie, once we like rated it against like getting stabbed in the eyeballs or something Ouch. like that. Mm-hmm. That might have. Yeah. I want an opportunity to do that. Think outside the box if you want, but yeah. you don't have to. You can find. Sasha you can doesn't stay want in you the to. Box. <laughs> you can stay in the box, be very comfortable, and just like make sense. Or you can be completely nonsensical. Up to you. And then you're going to say what the rating of You'll Idle Hands is. There's and I will go first. All right. So I will rate this against Cabin in the Woods. How about that? I think Joss that Whedon? is. Joss Whedon? Shout out. Fan of the show. I mean, like, you were bringing all the boys today. Oh. <laughs> all of them. And I think that does lean more on horror. I think it's more of a comedy in that uh, it's plays with tropes mm-hmm. that are recognizable uh, more so than there being like jokes, jokey jokes within it. But I still think it's what a lot of people set as the current bar for horror comedies. And I will give that a nine. Nice how you saved the joke till the end. You didn't want to bring it up in the middle of discussion, the cabin in the woods. Kind of sneaky, but I like it. Go well, ahead. what do you want from me? <laughs> a lot, I guess. A lot. Uh, but this movie, Idle Hands, I'm going to go ahead and give it an eight. Mm. I think it's good. I think it... The puppies. It, the puppies, it was a, if you cut that scene, it would be a two. But no. the puppies made it a no. no. But the, um, I think it still just reeks a little too much of the 90s to give too high but, but like eight, eight is good. very high yeah i would watch this movie again with somebody you yeah. know like sh- show it to them if they hadn't seen it mm-hmm. and i'm gonna rate it against a final destination movie i honestly don't know which one i feel like i've seen them all uh, i like them all i like them, them all uh, i enjoy them the create like the create the creativity like okay, here's the thing is the the movie each of these movies final destination they have a very clear premise and then they like fulfill the promise of the premise they're like we're just gonna fucking kill people in the craziest way so and it's fun um and hilarious i think so a final (laughs) destination yeah it's just one of those things you you know you laugh you're in the theater you laugh it's good times there's no coronavirus everybody's having good time and a final destination movie would probably for me be like um um, a seven, uh, an eight. I'm going to give it an eight. Final Destination movie is an eight. This movie would be a seven. A little mm. lower. Um, nice. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe the Jessica Alba thing uh, is a little distracting in the sense that like she's hard to believe one <laughs> you know one note that she was given to to be yeah i and, think i was uh, just jealous personally she is she's, <laughs> she is uh she makes me very jealous but um but um but i like i don't know i honestly like again not promoting myself as a seth, seth green fan but i fucking loved every time he was on the screen man mm-hmm. that was great yeah he crushed and it, it was just a good easy ride it was an easy fun ride 
So 7 to 7.5. So like really edging there. We like to use the word edging in this podcast. So really edging <laughs> there, <laughs> the final destination. Puppy. Puppy. What about either of you? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Okay, so uh, I'm going to bring this back up, this Thanks Killing movie, because this is the only lane I think this is in. So mm-hmm. hopefully people check this out. Um, and this, I feel like this lane of Idle Hands is you be a little intoxicated, uh, you have a couple drinks, and you just don't go, you go into this movie, you know, without thinking about anything, judging it too hard, and you just have a good time, like you were saying, Sasha. So, I think, you know, you get a little tipsy, you watch this movie with some friends, you have some laughs, and comparing this to Thanks Killing, I'm going to give this a 7-8, and my Thanks Killing would be like an 8-2. So, they're close, but wow. literally... Love the decimal points. Yeah, Love check it. this That's movie out, you know, uh, Idle Hands or and Thanks Killing, because I think they're kind of in the same lane, and I'm mm. glad this lane exists. And yeah, Joe, you brought up a very good point. How how this kind of grew, and now you can these movies can be a little more popular. But I mean, I'm I'm all here for it. What, what uh, year is Thanksgiving? That's two thousand nine or two thousand eight, okay. two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. So you can see one inspired the other in some way. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think Thanks Killing had a lot uh, less of a budget. Uh, like if you just look at this, <laughs> look at look some at of the, the screenshots. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but it's just literally um, with this movie, too, I find myself like Idle Hands. You watch in the beginning of it and you're like, eh. A little cheesy, a little cheesy. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit, I am sucked into this movie. Sucked in. Yeah. And then it's like, what's going to happen next? Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, that's Just fun. like the zombies coming back and still being best friends with the protagonist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Still being like not just hating him for being murdered and just being pretty much the same, yeah. just dead. Like yeah. that's a fucking brilliant. <laughs> not trying, like, not trying to eat him. Just smoke yeah, weed. Just, just smoke weed brilliant. with us, man. Just smoke it's, with us. Like I, I just yeah. find it so like just a brilliant solution for this horror comedy, yeah, genre. Paris, last but not least. Okay, I love going last. It happens every time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was a sex joke. Um, um, <laughs> so. So I can I can rate it against anything, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, so I don't really have like horror, you know, um, movies to compare it mm-hmm. to because, like I said, I'm a massive pussy. But I'm going to rate Idle Hands against um, Low Rise Jeans, yes. and I would give creativity. <laughs> and I would give Low Rise Jeans a three because if you don't remember. Wearing low-rise jeans was like always like, is my butt crack gonna come out? Is my muffin top gonna come over the top? That's why I'm saying, fuck low-rise jeans. We're staying with high-rise or at least mid-rise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would give low-rise jeans a three, and I would give this movie a seven or an eight. Seven, we'll say seven and a half because again, like you guys, um, unlike low-rise jeans, I think it's actually really fun. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, silly. I think it's you know we didn't really talk about um, Eldon Henson who plays Pnub. Also amazing. Mm. Um, yeah, I just think for what it was, and I read a little bit about um, what they all thought they were making, every single actor thought they were making a different kind of movie, and <laughs> it, it kind of comes through. It's like a bit of a mess, but everyone's doing their best and having fun and just chucking a load of blood around. So, yeah, I reckon everybody should check it out. You know, the old Sasha, meaning the young Sasha, really loved her low-rise jeans, I have to say. <laughs> she had a great time wearing them. But this Sasha agrees. High school <laughs> David Sasha liked them. today agrees. Yeah? yeah. Thong- and thongs yeah. were in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, I was yeah. a fan. I remember those days, those thongs, <laughs> they kept popping out, just, man. Yeah, it's because of those low-rise jeans. Yeah. I just oh. I'm 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 liking the abs at the top, like the ones underneath the ribs. I think that's kind of sexy. But before we were like, ooh, hip bones. You know, there was yeah. a different different level of sexiness. So yeah, I'm, in the whole like belly button, you had to like uh, keep keep track of what's happening to it, and, mm-hmm. like just keep it like all washed up and washed yeah. out. And I, haven't, little, I don't know what's going on down there <laughs> yeah. in my belly button. <laughs> you don't got your belly you button had to ring. Pay an attention yeah. attention to it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, David and Paris, for coming on Show Up. I love it. What a great, thank great you. This treat. was awesome. And it was so, so awesome fun. just to like watch this movie. And mm-hmm. what a great excuse for me to enjoy Seth Rogen since you know Radio Days Seth is like Green. my favorite. <laughs> Can you imagine that? I hope he's not listening. Yeah. He sometimes <laughs> might listen because his friend Dave, uh, Zeb Wells. See, it's happening again. Zeb Wells comes in the podcast, but you oh, never nice. know. Yeah. If you're listening, Seth. I prefer you to Seth Rogen because I don't know Seth Rogen, but I know you. <laughs> it's yeah. almost an insult to even <laughs> say it. 
Uh, and plug away at yeah, your podcast or any in. personal pro- uh, projects, uh, both of you. Whatever you want. Um, so, yeah, yes. well, come, come listen. We definitely want to have you guys come on the podcast. Yeah. We'll figure yeah, that yeah, out. Yes. Um, but we, yeah, we have Aged Like Milk podcast. We're mm-hmm. on all the places that you can find podcasts. We love new listeners. Mm-hmm. And um, David and I actually are doing a lot of little collaborations and short films together. We just did the Ooh. Agbo Russo Brothers short film competition we did not win but we still had a great time (laughs) and and we're off to austin actually to our our short that we made uh in the pandemic last summer got into the austin microfilm festival so that's awesome yeah david's an amazing actor he's um he definitely needs to be cast in everything and you guys should everybody listening should hire me to write your dumb comedies anything with dick jokes can i just say that like david completely convinced me whatever he he was playing the role today on this podcast Mm -hmm. i am convinced yeah i I studied a long time for this uh you know did a couple other podcasts (laughs) did some method acting but yeah Mm -hmm. you're actually british this was a whole yeah and this is the first time i tried this accent so david give us your give us give us your real accent david show us your real british accent that's really you. <clears throat> hello governor <laughs> uh, and we'll have all your socials and stuff for both oh, of you in okay. the uh, description so check them out that way you can hire them and you can check me out go to jocobeo.com my comic books are listed there um everything that you would ever want to check out my socials go buy my comic bottoms up hard liquor it is a horror comedy suspense Ooh, nice and Paris, do you, did you want to mention any uh, personal instas or anything like that that people should stop? Oh yeah, um, yeah. You can find me at O Parisimo on Instagram or O Paris on Twitter. And David, you are King David yes. five three one. King David five thirty one. Yes. Well, thank you all for this great hour of fun. At least for me. Um, everybody, go watch Idle Hands. Forget about Seth Rogen. Enjoy Seth Green. <laughs> Elizabeth Salute, thank you for the amazing artwork. Mr. Owl, thank you for this awesome track. And thank you for listening.